Dr. Kim and Sadik Sis from around the entire world. Today, I have the privilege of doing a podcast with the most amazing Mrs. Biggie Harwitz, Miriam Lieberman, and Mrs. Miriam Handels. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, we're great. So <laughs> amazing. All right. The topic we'll be discussing today is about grandparenting, connecting grandparenting, and long-distance grandparenting. Before we start, I want one of you, each of you, to share with me what you guys do and what you guys' job is. Okay, shall I begin? Okay, Absolutely. I'll start. Okay, first of all, Lily, thank you for inviting us to join you. It's wonderful to be here today. So the three of us, myself and, and Figgy and Mary, my colleagues, we have the privilege and pleasure of running an interesting organization, very innovative, I would think, called JWOW, Jewish Women of Wisdom. We began about, is it already five, six years? I'm not sure anymore. Oh. Thank you, what did you say? Four years, four years ago. Okay. Um, our title comes, it's a, it's a great title, I think. Uh, Jewish Women of Wisdom, Pirkei Avos, teaches us, Ben Shishim Lezikna. When you're 60, you reach Zikna. What is Zikna? We're told Zikna is Zeh Shekana Chachma, the one who has acquired wisdom. So we call ourselves Jewish women of wisdom. And our goal, our motto is connect, communicate, and grow. We had found, you know, we're really very much in transitional years. For most of us, uh, we were all in our 60s when we began this. You know, eventually, Metzashem will over all that we're still there now. Um, and life was changing drastically. No one's talking about it. Our children have left home. Uh, we really have to recreate ourselves. There are, there are different challenges we have at this point. And um, I, was, I found myself in a very interesting role. I was asked to do a book, an anthology for middle-aged women by Tigram Press. And uh, at the end, I, I landed up editing two different books, both anthologies for middle-aged women, The Best is Yet to Be and To Fill the Sky with Stars. Um, these books are, are really directed towards women. We're discussing things no one ever talked about in public before. The chapters on menopause, chapter on, on dealing with uh, the empty nest, adult children, dealing with machatanim, even marriage at this age, because marriage also changes. You know, it, it, the dynamics change as we get older. So um, it was really an eye opener for me and the books were well received. And, and yet we wanted to keep the dialogue going. And so JWOW was really created because we felt there was a need for women our age to be able to connect with other women. And there was no forum, nothing for us. The magazines are filled with articles for young mothers, right? There's loads for newlyweds, but there was nothing at all for women in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and so on. So we really jumped in. There was a void and we jumped in to fill the void. Wow. It is wow. <laughs> it is yes, wow. We call ourselves... Jewish women of wisdom, comma, J-Wow with the explanation, exclamation, exclamation point. point. Right. Because, okay. now I guess I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here. The point is we have a lot to contribute. We have a lot of maturity and we want to talk to one another. It's about sharing peer to peer where we have experience under our belt. We have Torah perspective. We are women who are, educated who have most of us have worked in the world and have, everybody goes through life by this time we've we we've developed some resilience but there's always something new there are many people at this stage of life who are transit transplanting themselves to move closer to their children uh many people um are 
busy taking care of their own parents who may be 80s, 90s and are very busy. Some of us are retired, some are not. Um, so sharing the challenges with our peers is important because our mothers, most of our mothers had different lives than we had. And as grandparents, our children, our grandchildren are facing way different world than the one in which we raised our own children, the high cost of Jewish life, uh, technology, our awareness of mental health, many things. So what we did was start an organization which we thought would be national and is really international. We had several meetings in five locations before COVID and then COVID. And we figured we'd have local chapters um, and we'd have a website, but COVID happened and we saw a, an even greater need for, for this because our age group was home much longer. We didn't have to entertain kids and teach them while holding on to our jobs. It was ourselves right. and our spouses in our homes for the most part. Right. Um, so we began offering zoom programming and now we are we are a digital community for women 50 plus and we are we are sharing our wisdom in various outlets we can be read every two weeks in the five towns jewish home miriam wow. handlers can be read in the la jewish home we are in the yated once a month in a round table we are in the muncie mavasser we were on the chafetz Chaim heritage foundation um once a month for about five years wow. and so, so so there's interest and we're carrying it further and and i think there is ageism in the from community. There is ageism in the Jewish community. But if people step forward and share and relate and discuss, not only we become enriched, but our communities see us as contributors, mentors, and influencers. Right. Wow. Okay. So um, I can, should I chime in here? Okay. So what I'd like to say is take a little different of a different angle because I see Miriam and Faggy really covered a lot of the groundwork of what we are and what we're all about. And I like to say one particular facet which makes us unique is that we are peer-to-peer, -peer, which is, you know, they mentioned this, but we're peer-to-peer -peer and it's not frontal. As you know, in education, there's frontal education and then there's cooperative learning. So we're like cooperative learning. We are all learning from each other. We have our little groups, you know, breakout rooms in our Zooms. And then we also have, just amongst ourselves, we're always coming up with ideas and teaching each other. I say something, someone else says something else. We bounce off each other. It's not, it's not the model of teacher-student or, or, or therapist-client or rabbit-congregant. Yeah. It's, it's the model of friend-to-friend, peer-to-peer. And sometimes, guess what? Those peer-to-peers could be different ages. One could be in their 70s and one could be in their in their 50s and one could be in their 40s and one could be in their 80s. And one of the things we're going to start working on yet, we haven't really built this up so much yet, is the concept of relationships of all different ages, consciously making those relationships because um, everybody does, some people do it not, you know, just organically, but um, we want to show that it's beneficial and 
be conscious that you're doing more intentional. And um, on our forums, let me go back a little bit about the different ways that we do peer to peer is on our forums, we have um, different, different ideas are going to get put onto the threads. We have threads of different, somebody, a thread would mean like a topic that goes on and on and on like a thread gets yeah. you know, a string. So a thread, so they'll put a topic of let's say, relating to married children um, who live out of town or, or um, dealing with a, um, estrangement between a, you know, estrangement between the two generations or, yeah. you know, something like that, which these are issues that serious issues that really happen. They are real issues that happen in our environment, in our, in our culture, in, our, in all the cultures, but specifically in our culture, which is what we're talking about. And we have to, in society, and we deal with them. We discuss ideas. We bounce off ideas. And it's not therapy. We say this straight up. We're not therapy. We're just giving each other ideas on the forum, which is on our website, in articles that we, that we publish on the website. Um, in several places on the website, some of the, some of the places are for for members, and some of the places are for non-members. So it's we cater to different types of different levels, different tiers of membership. You can have a lower tier, you can have a higher tier, but everybody gets to benefit somehow from JWow. And I mean, you can open up JWow to right now after the you know and turn it on and say and read tons and learn tons of it. You're not a member yet, but you get an idea of many things. Right. And um, and so that's basically what we're all about. It's it's an online as they said, it's online, it's peer-to-peer, -peer, it's um, learning from each other, it's um, dealing with relevant issues that come in with our society at this time, and yeah. Wow, beautiful. All right, let's start. Take it away, guys. Let's start this topic. I can't start it because I don't know, but take it away. The topic is grandparenting, and I think modern grandparenting is very different than our old European bubby who gave chocolate and, and sugar. So um, um, I'm just gonna say two or three things and I'll, I'll let the others step in because yeah. we've talked about many angles. One of the things, um, one of the things that's different today than the old European grandmother type besides knowledge of nutrition is, is we wanna have relationships. We wanna, have relationships with our grandchildren that have value, not just throwing stuff at them. Right. Um, my husband's a Rav. We have a community here in the five towns in Lawrence. Um, I do other things professionally, but that's my community role, so to speak. So once my husband was asking a, a kid before, it must have been about 11, before Hanukkah, so... What do you think your Hanukkah vacation is going to be like? He's, so he's, my husband knew they were not going to Florida, which is the typical thing here. So the kid said, oh, my grandmother is probably going to take us to Manhattan and we'll see a couple of shows. So we were, we, this was a very watershed moment of drama, which me, which reminded us that we want to spend time in, in meaningful ways, not just be a purveyor of an experience. We right. want to share a book. We want to do art together. Miriam Lieberman, his family does sing-alongs with song sheets, which she'll tell you about. Um, we wanna share our family legacies. We wanna do, we wanna not just provide a Hanukkah party, but have the, the grandchildren have input. Yeah. 
So that's, these are some of the things we talk about and maintaining family closeness. What if this set of kids live local? You're spending more time with them. The other set of kids live an hour away or, or across the country. Right. How, are you, how are we balancing those relationships with our grandchildren and, what, and also respecting their parents? The achrayas to be mechanach them is really that of the parents. What is our role as grandparents? Links in the chain, mashpiim, um, sharing our values. And, and um, there's a lot of, I'm not going to spend much time on this, but really par- with the research, but I, I've spoken about this and written about this. There is a lot of research about how, how, values of altruism, of, of, of go, putting yourself at risk, let's say in the war, non-Jews who, who hid Jews, why did they do it? What were the reasons? Grandparents are among the people who have, who reinforce that inner voice because they're there with love and they, they you're better than this. This is who you are, you're a kind person. And discussing, so so grandparents can have tremendous influence on developing a moral compass in grandchildren. We can discuss moral dilemmas. We can applaud when they tell the, the conductor, let's say proverbially, you know, it used to be, you used to go on the bus. If you're under 12, you're free. The kid is 12 and then one day, says, do they say, what do they say? And if they say, I'm 12, you we appreciate your honesty and we tell stories about our, how proud we were when our own children in school were honest, even when they got punished for being honest. We have an ability to reinforce the chinuch and values that their parents and Yiddishkeit want them to absorb. Wow, it's true. Very beautiful. Who's next? Miriam, would you like to go next? Um, about so the topic is grandchildren and so so I just think I think one of the things with my own grandchildren is um criticism versus praise I think that's a very big big thing about self-esteem I think as as you know we can't we're it's not our role to raise our grandchildren it's our children's role to raise them Feggy addressed the idea of what our role is you know vis-a-vis the old days versus the new days and and how to interact with them and stuff like that but um my thing is, it's, it's, it's some of it is low tasse, you know, you know, tasse, low tasse, things that you should do and things that you should not do. And one of the things that we should not do is criticize, keep our mouth shut. That's a positive. Keep your mouth shut. Let's put it in the positive. But um, we need to we need to learn to find ways to interact with our grandchildren without having an agenda, without saying, oh, I want to teach them this and this and this and this. Obviously, there are there are you know those and values that we want to transmit, but that should just be natural through modeling who we are, what we are. It should come naturally in the back of my mind. This is who we are. We, it's going to come through no matter what, without us preaching. Once you start lecturing, they're tuning out. They're goodbye. You cannot lecture. The lectures maybe were done in the old days. I don't know. Maybe they didn't work then either, but they sure don't work now. You, you, right. you start lecturing, the kids t- tune out. So what, what can you do? I'm telling that all the things you can't do. What can you do? You could just be there for your children. Don't push yourself. In. My mother used to say this. My mother still says this. Don't say, oh, come kiss me. Come hug me. 
Just be there with your who you are and the kids will come to you naturally. They'll gravitate to you because kids love older people who are nice and fun and accepting and non-critical. It's so important to have a grandparent in your life because the parents, it's their role to, to mold you and to teach you values. And the parents are, are constantly guiding, obviously, you know, doing it in a positive way, but they are guiding their children. They are teaching them right from wrong. The, and, and the grandparents are there to cheer them on and to say, you're great and you're wonderful. Yeah. Every child is special. Every child is unique. And the parents are making the child feel self-esteem, but they still have to stick in those little, the little, you know, as Sarah Hannah Radcliffe likes to say, you know, the 80-20 rule, the 20% of your day, of your, of your conversation, interaction with your children should, should be, um, you know, um, can be negative. And negative means so many things. Negative means even if you just say, can you please bring me that from the other room? That's counted as negative. You already used up 5% of the 20%. So, you know, you, there's so many things. Positive is positive. You are wonderful. You are great. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. That's 80% of your interaction with your children. I think with marriage, it's less, but I don't remember what it is, but we're not talking about marriage now. <laughs> so, uh, but the point is that you have to, um, you, you have to um, be positive with your grandchildren, build up their self-esteem, especially when they're little, because those first five years of life are so fundamental to self-esteem building, to, you right. know, building a person's personality and who they are and their ego state and, and how they feel about themselves and how they, and it, it just carries them throughout their life. And then teenagers is a whole different thing. But if a grandparent knows how to just connect with the child, the child has got gold. Children who live, even if they live far away, because we had a whole column on that. Yeah. You know, they live close by. You can influence your children from far away, from close. You can just be there and in a positive way. And that's help the children help you and it enriches everybody, makes everybody happy. Wow, beautiful. All right, Mrs. Lieberman, you're up. Okay, thank you. All right, so um, I'm enjoying this. I'd like to hear their take on it. Um, you know, I, I try to look at, this is really a new chapter in our lives. You're not so new anymore for some of us, but when you embark on it, and I like to use the word empower, we have to feel confident in ourselves. You know, there's no model that we're following. Everyone creates their own model of grandmothering based on their particular attributes and their talents, which is important to hear. We're all different. You know, some some grandmothers can sit on the floor and do puzzles, they can play Candyland. I can't do that. You know, I um, in fact, one of my children asked me if I'm allergic to the floor because I just like it's just too hard to get up and down. So I <laughs> all right. So um I, I like again, I'm using the word empower, that we have to take confidence in who we are. And it's really an adventure and it's fun for us to find ways to connect. I like to use the word engage. We want to engage with the children. When I come visit the children, I will come with a bag full of items that I enjoy. I have special books I want to read with them. I have paint books, maybe coloring books. I have word games I like to do. I I don't bring I don't I don't do food. I don't give chocolate. That's me. No lollipops. That's not coming from me. What I do is I spend time with them. I engage with them. We sit together, quiet time. I try and get one on one. That's really ideal if I can get them one at a time. But um, it's, I'm, I enjoy it so much because I'm coming with things that I love to do and I share my passions with them. I feel that my job is to enhance their lives and expand their world. You know, Baruch Hashem, the young parents, our adult children are so busy. It is, um, it's hard to find time to, to do the enhancement. What do I do? Um, I'm big into art and to nature. I'll come with my, I do needlework. I'll come with my different threads and we discuss 
And then I'll take them outside. I'll show them the trees. You see all the different greens. It's not just one green. There's so many different greens and the different greens in my threads. And just last Sunday, one of my grandchildren came and she went home with some of my threads. She was so enamored with them. And I said to her, I said, Malka, one day at 120, I'll give you all my threads. <laughs> you know, but that's, I feel like I'm like I'm I'm expanding the world. We do the textures and and then I have my collections of buttons and we do the different shapes and the different textures and the different colors. And it just brings me enormous joy. We go outside, we take nature walks, I bought binoculars. The older ones can go with binoculars and we'll check out the birds and the and the different leaves. I have lots of tree books and we can check out the you just there's so much we can do as grandparents because we don't, you know, we're not busy with the discipline. Uh, we don't have to, homework is not our job, you know, and, and just like Miriam was saying, unconditional love. That's really what we have to give our children and grandchildren, but we have to engage with them on their level. And I find to engage, it's got to be something that we enjoy doing. It has to be joyful for us. Um, the sense experiences, um, I, Faggy had mentioned before, I love to sing. So I have, I have song sheets and I'll come on a, whether it's a Hanukkah party and I'll come with song sheets. We do a lot of A.B. Rottenberg songs because the songs are really, it's not, they're not just aesthetically beautiful, but they're meaningful. And we'll discuss, we'll go through the words before, what's the lesson behind this, behind the song. Um, I'm thinking of the one on the plane to LA, the atheist convention to LA. You know, they were singing it, not even knowing what they're singing. And we went through the song, you know, the word, and it's just, I love it. I play piano, they gather around me, they have the song sheets and we sing our hearts out. And I hope, I don't know how many years I'll be able to continue doing this with them. I hope they'll continue. To many more, Mergson. Thank you. But I'm saying they grow up, maybe different things will end. Rose. <laughs> I'll cut it out. Don't worry. <laughs> you know why? Because a plane. She also lives in 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 Lawrence. Yeah, the, a plane, plane just went over. Probably interrupted her. Some some um. Someone just mentioned she learns with her granddaughter, and I'm just, it really started the wheels turning. My granddaughters are getting older. I could also learn with them, maybe on the phone once a week. Those who don't live nearby. And there's something very. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't know if Karen realizes that she's saying so many valuable nuggets we're not hearing. <laughs> so I'm saying, you know, it's great. We can share these ideas and hopefully enhance our relationship with our grandchildren, but thereby we're enhancing their lives and, and the lives of our children also. Children, I'm thinking was saying to there's so much research that's been done that children who have really have uh, active grandparents in their lives are land up being more resilient. Am I right, Figgy, and better prepared for life? You know, there's a lot that we can do. So, um, you know, God should give us the strength, <laughs> the strength and the ability, the know-how, the stamina and the energy for many years to come. Wow, beautiful. Before Thank Mrs. You. Harris has to go, let's start a life lesson. Let's do a life lesson. Each of you, please, if you want to, share a life lesson with our audience before we close. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Y'all go first. I think it's important to be an authentic Jew an authentic Jewess in our case. Authentic meaning be real in our communication, be real in our role as wives, mothers, grandmothers, and in our real in our roles as as members of Klal Yisrael. It's not about marketing and branding ourselves. 
we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and not in the screen. Uh, thank you. That was very good. Um, so I would like to say that I think it's important that we um, live each day. What, what, sorry, did I interrupt you? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to, I'd like to say bye, Peggy. I'd like to say that I'd like to live each day, um, really fulfilling and uh, you know in, to its utmost. That doesn't mean that I have to be busy, busy, busy all day. But that does that does mean that I finish my day and I feel good about it. I feel like oh, I did this. I didn't do this. That's okay. I'll do that tomorrow. I called my mother. I called my friend. I. I took a nap, I, I, I wrote an article, I played piano, and um, I had a JWOW meeting. And you know, I, these are, it's important to feel good about what we're doing, to feel good about at each stage about what we're doing for ourselves, for our relationship with Hashem, our relationship with ourselves, and not try to please others. People pleasing is something that's not really so in these days, it's not such a good thing. It's better, doesn't mean you can't, you're not, not a good person if you say no. It's all these things. It's just how do we feel about ourselves? How do we show up each day? Show up for ourselves, show up for our family, show up for our friends, show up for just for the couch, just lie down on the couch. It's not, a, it's quality, not quantity. And and every single day should count because we know it's not, we don't have that many more years on, the, on this world. You know, Baruch Hashem, we're healthy, we're, we're happy, we're, we're, we're very, very blessed, but we want to make each day count and we don't want to waste time. To me, wasting time is thinking like, what was the point of that except aggravation? Yeah. If something has if something has a benefit for it, then it's not a waste of time. If you do a chesed and it's a little hard for you and you're speaking to somebody on the phone and, and it's hard for you, come up that was a hard phone call, but that's not waste of time. You did a chesed. So yeah. it's only, you only know, you're your own person. It's you and Hashem. It's not pleasing other people. You evaluate how are you doing? And if you're feeling good about yourself that each day you're spending, you are having a wonderful midlife and a wonderful life and you're being a model for the next generation. And because life does not end at 45 years old when our kids get married and, and you know, life just begins. As Miriam Liebman's book said, the best is yet to be. And it's really, really, really true. <laughs> Thank you, Miriam. I love that. But it's true. You know what I, I maintain? If we're proactive, these really can be the best years. Like Miriam says, we have to fill our day, make it meaningful, do something worthwhile every day. So just this morning, I was sharing with Miriam and with Peggy that I was feeling a little overwhelmed. Because, you know, we're getting older and life is complicated and we all hear stories. And even if Baruch Hashem, Kanina, our things are going well in our lives, grateful, we still hear of... Um, other people who are having tough times and it pulls us down and it's sometimes it's hard to maintain our level of joie de vivre and we have to have some basakayim and just this morning i went up telling them i i live in lawrence and we have this amazing that meets in my neighborhood which is so phenomenal i was there 8 15 we were doing the garis haramban and tequilin and then we're reading from this fabulous sacred a daily dose of the temple wow. and now more than ever you know, we have to appreciate that we're really in God's hands. The older we get, no one should ever be tested. But we have to, for myself, I'll say, I'll talk about myself. I have to keep reinforcing this message that, you know, God is running the world and I have to put a positive spin on everything. And, and it's important. I'm trying to be proactive with this and, and not allow myself to be down. 
when I do hear of difficult things. And then you hear stories. I, I, I listened to a podcast with Rabbi D yesterday who had never the terrible tragedy in Eretz Yisrael, two daughters and a wife are gone. And it's, how do you how do you keep yourself going? You know, and yet there is so much positive. So we're learning to focus on the positive. And that's something that we're working on. It, it's really an avoda. It's an avoda to work on being positive and upbeat and to keep a, a level of joy, uh, really a high joy level in our lives and to let it spread out to our community and our friends and of course to our dear family members. Wow. That's my lesson. Wow, beautiful. All right. Mrs. Handels, Mrs. Lieber, Mrs. Horowitz, thank you so much for joining this beautiful and fun and amazing Elevate Yourself podcast. This is new. Uh, we'll be all here for more interviews and daily videos. Please contact the number um, 541-604-8581. And don't forget to elevate the planet. To be added to the eGuide chat, please contact the number 541-604-8581.